going to see what happens. I'm going to be watching. You know, believe it or not, I'm going to see what's said. So it's, it's possible that they will be convincing. That's interesting. Some people thought that. Some people, you know, it's hard to tell with Trump. Trump is, with most politicians, you can parse their statements and uh, and and say, okay, this is the first time they haven't shown full support, and it means something. They saw it through. indicating an erosion yeah. of policy support with, for right with Trump. That's not necessarily true, but him saying, "Hey, I, I don't know. I'm going to watch the testimony and decide." I thought that that was interesting, and there is reporting. And I hate to mention a, a different news outlet, Deborah Saunders, but I, the Washington Post is reporting. Never heard of it. Robert Costa, who who seems to have some pretty high level connections, he said some big Republicans are really nervous about this mm. and are going to be watching closely today they're saying i don't know if we want to go this direction so, interesting yeah deborah j saunders deb saunders is the white house correspondent for the las vegas review journal and is there in the midst of the uh, frenzy in washington dc hello deb how are you doing gentlemen uh, fine before we proceed would you like to level any accusations against anybody I thought the media, I don't think we looked real good yesterday. Yeah. Do you, I'll say that. I, well, it, I was at the press conference in New York, and it was not not, not the finest moment. What about, pre- what about the press conference makes you say that? Well, for one, for one thing, Jim Acosta said, after you answer my question, can you ask, ask, ask a woman? And I'm sitting behind him thinking, yeah, me. Well, he's <laughs> I mean, a- the idea that a man comes out and says, uh, you shouldn't. You should answer a woman, but talk to me first. It's just, it, that was just an odd thing. And also, I just... He's a grandstanding asshat, Deb. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I, I, the other thing is, I just feel that you, it was the same question over and over again. Not that Donald Trump answered the questions particularly well, but it, 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 I, I think that there were other things to talk about. Um, and and it, at some point in time, it's really just we're going to lecture you and say, don't you realize how bad how bad this is over and over and over again. So mm. my so, accusation is against my profession. Do you, do you have any reporting or hearing any rumors about how nervous uh, key Republican votes might be on this whole Kavanaugh thing? Look, at we have no idea what's going to happen in, in starting in a few short minutes. Right. If it's very possible that Christine Blasey Ford is incredibly compelling and that there are people like Susan Collins, for example, and Jeff Flake, and maybe even some other Republicans who think, nope, I don't want to do this. On the other hand, uh, it's possible that Brett Kavanaugh comes out punching and, and, and really takes this on in a different way. And we, we just don't know how that's going to work. God dang it. The politics of it, because, you know, you got to remember it's all it's politics. It's, you know, it's emotions. It's how people feel versus a, a real court of law. I feel like she was honest. I feel like he was a liar or whatever people feel like. But I wonder if there's a possibility that yesterday's explosive all day conversation about gang rapes, even if that mm-hmm. one goes away. Um, if, and it will, I believe. And it may be completely gone. Um, if if Ms. Ford up there talking about, you know, he pushed me down and pulled at my swimsuit just sounds so tame compared to a gang rape that, that some of the air has gone out of that in a weird sort of way. Every time Michael Avenatti is involved in something, the discourse just plummets. And I do think, let's face it, there's a possibility that there's going to be a backlash on this. That while we've seen this, I mean, there are numbers of 
Democratic senators who weren't rushing to be on the Sunday shows for the last two weeks to discuss this case. They, um, they realized that this could really work against them as well. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it's possible. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Let me just say that. But it's possible that people will, will decide that this has just been, that this guy's been railroaded. And, and these late minute, last minute accusations that Democrats are saying, oh, we have to put up the hearings. We have to have this big investigation for these just weird, weird allegations that are coming last minute that, that can backfire if well if i'm a republican on the committee and i'm invested in getting uh, kavanaugh's nomination through i will bring up all of those ridiculous uh accusations of yesterday that that came and went including the avenatti farce which i've mm-hmm. you know come to believe in the last 24 hours is just a a, a naked bizarre uh, publicity grab you would bring all that up why i would bring that up to uh, how do I put this exactly? I, I've got a metaphor in my head. They Listening are so, to another white man. Explain this. Thank you. They are so dilute, those accusations. There's so little there that if you put it all in one bucket, it dilutes the, the Dr. Blasey Ford thing as right. well. It makes her part of a series of bizarre right. and ultimately unbelievable accusations. Yeah, I think what you're, uh, well, you, you can say what you're saying, Deb, but it, I think they were hoping for, or someone was hoping for, a where there's smoke, there's fire. There's just so much out there, he a must panic. be guilty. And yeah. it may go the other direction of these all seem like such bunk, and now I'm not going to believe the one that, that may even be true. So what do you think, Deb? Well, so the the idea that you have to believe an accuser, that 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 you just have to that the default position is, uh, you know, it used to be that the, the burden of proof is on the accuser, not the accused. Now it's the the accuser has to be presumed to be telling the truth and the accused guilty. Um, when you have these crazy allegations coming up, like the gang rape thing, that just seem to have absolutely no foundation, that really cuts into that, doesn't it? Makes that hard that argument harder to right, make. Right, right. Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, and and those of us who have a a conscience and are b males, really, it's tough for us to go there. Um, just because you know we've we've known false accusations, we've known crazy women. Uh, but if uh, somebody sounds legitimate, you, you've got to at the very least be highly respectful in in weighing the allegations. I think if you have crazy chicks and their crooked lawyers making false allegations, like at the same time, practically in the same room, it makes it a little easier to go there. So, um, but I've I've read uh, Dr. Blasey Ford's uh, a substantial part of her statement. Um, and it is quite specific and detailed and and yeah. and uh, and troubling. And we're about to hear it. Hey, Deb, here's a question for okay. you. At the end of the day today, will mm-hmm. I be uh, feel better about uh, our government and its process, or worse? Do you think? You'll feel worse. There's no question. <laughs> Great. No <laughs> question. You're going to Not see, even a question. You're going to see Democrats just throw softball after softball, and you're going to see Republicans. Well, actually, they're very smart to have a prosecutor come in because let's face it, you cannot trust these Republicans to question people on anything. They they don't they don't ask questions. They grandstand, and they. I mean, I've sat through hearings. Uh, on Russia, where Republicans are trying to make these great points, and they don't. They can they can spend a whole day making no points at all. So, um, Boy, true that. True that, sister. Spend the whole day making no points at all. Oh, my God. Uh, Deborah Saunders is the White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Hey, Deb, we know you have to uh, watch the hearing and get busy, uh, but we appreciate you shoehorning in a couple minutes for us. 
thanks for having me on. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, as always. Yeah, it's going to be a heck of a day. Yeah, I'd say. We we got to tell you all this, okay? This thing is supposed to start at seven. We're, we're gonna try to. We're gonna be here at the beginning. You will hear the beginning, right? Don't go. Don't go away. Don't need to go away. Um, I doubt it starts on time. There's gonna be some serious attempts for protesters to get their banner or voice or face on TV. Oh goody! And so there's gonna be a lot of that at some point. Um, no more chanting. No more chanting. That's You're what listening say. to the Armstrong and Getty Show. And right here, wherever you are, we're still here. Where are you? And we're going to talk. Where have you been? We're going to talk right up to the beginning of this thing is our plan. I don't know when I'm supposed to pee the way we're going to do this schedule today. Oh, we'll have my, to go in shifts. It's a minor problem when justice is at Just the, hand the, me your bladder. I can run it out. <laughs> So, um, I do think there will be, uh, I, I hope their security's better than that, than at the Kavanaugh hearing, because otherwise it's going to be interrupted by protesters a gazillion times. It's going to be really hard to get this thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're of no significance. They are sound and fury no. signifying nothing. They right. have no effect on anything. Right. We know there are people who have your opinion. Thank you for reminding us. Okay. Let's move along now. With the adults trying to decide stuff. I'm watching the particulars because they got the cameras on there in the room where the hearing is about to start. And I'm watching the particulars with with not Kavanaugh and Ford, but all the senators and everybody's smiling and laughing. And, hey, how was your golf game? Uh, not as good as it used to be. I mean, just just I don't know. It seems like a weird feel for a uh, uh, are we believe are we going to believe this supposed victim of an attempted rape? With a Supreme Court nominee hanging in the balance, they they right. look all very like they're just showing up for the for the morning sales meeting. Well, but and that's it, the way it is. It's funny. We've had people accuse us generally via the email saying, "You guys, you you say uh, you're not sure this actually happened, and if it did, was it merely teenage hijinks, and and uh, was it as serious as she said or took it to be?" And you're contradicting yourselves. I don't think that's right at all. I think when you're trying to make a decision like, should this person get this incredibly important job, it's almost like a mathematical equation where you multiply things. I mean, if there's a, a, a very, very low level of certainty that somebody did something, that means something. And if there's a very low level of certainty that they did something and it's not that serious, even if it did happen... That affects your thinking. Now, I'm saying, for instance, maybe you believe there's a very good level of certainty that something terrible happened. What would you base but, that but on? But you have to go down the chain, especially where there can be no certainty. Yeah, I was going to say, how could I contradict myself when I don't have any idea what happened? Well, right. and no, How can I contradict that? And at the end of this, there will be, barring one of the witnesses, cracking up and saying, you got me which is never going to happen, there will be no more clarity, actual clarity, than we began with. I'm, I assume Dr. Blasey Ford is going to be a reasonable and intelligent woman right, because telling I a think, troubling story. Because I think something like this happened to her, probably. I just don't think it was Kavanaugh. And I think Judge Kavanaugh will be absolutely adamant and indignant indignant right. that he does not and did not victimize women. I'm so glad that we played the Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas thing last week because it showed you where we're going to end up at the end of the day. You got two people completely believable. Yep. So now what? And, uh, well, as I've been saying, back then, Ty goes to the 
defendant. Now we might be in an era where Ty goes to the accuser. Look at all the senators laughing the and joking as That's they file into the room and grab their seats. As they it's fi- weird. As they file into the, was this woman, uh, did, did this guy attempt to rape this woman hearing? And or is this one of the most naked and shameful character assassinations in the history of American politics? You know, Mar- on the other side of it. Marshall brought up yesterday, we were talking in the hallway. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe he didn't want this on the air. But who's orchestrating this whole thing? It's hard to believe that it's coming out organically. All of this stuff at the very end, the way it is. Maybe on both sides. Like the two guys who stood up and said, no, it was me. Was that completely independent organically last day? Hard to say. Could be some of each. Hard to say, but yeah, could be some of each. These women, this the 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 things yesterday, completely just randomly, or did somebody put this all together? Well, see, that would seem to me masters. That stuff seemed to aid Kavanaugh, the truly Looney Tunes last minute accusations and and all. Oh wow, including the Avenatti crap. Although Avenatti is not working for the Republicans. Do you think somebody put out that restaurant thing to help Kavanaugh? I have no freaking idea. Because I think it helped him. It's conceivable. I think it helped him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely think it helped him. But as to whether that was just a crazy person or a hardcore Democrat trying to pile on or. Well, this or really is three dimensional chess when you're just talking about the mood of the public and who they're going to believe. Did that letter help Kavanaugh or hurt him? And who who was behind it? Wow. That's some well, it's three dimensional chess or chess or it's a bunch of blindfold uh, blindfolded idiots lashing out, uh, you know, and trying to punch each other in the head. We it, are it's chaos. If I put the over under on fifty Werther's Originals and or other butterscotch candies in that room right now, would you? Would <laughs> you Sean, take the now over is not or the, the time under? for your frivolity, sir. Step down. We, Stay in your lane. We are going to take this live as soon as it starts, and they're not close to starting right now because everybody's still just milling around and uh, nobody has sat down. Well, I think they're close. Close. Well, we'll see. Well, I think we got minutes. Here's your question: What is the performance of? The demeanor of the thoroughness of the uh, the prosecutor lady who is uh, uh, there at the request of the Republicans on the committee. How will she do her thing? That is my main question. Because um, I know already what the, the parties are going to say, Dr. Blasey Ford and, uh, and Judge Kavanaugh. Are the uh, cameras going to be on the faces of the, the Republican men? Uh, as she does the questioning to see how they're reacting to things. Are they going to try to stay stone-faced? Yes, Yes, they'd better. We're about to rejoin all of our other radio stations. Stand by all along the line. Stand by. Are you standing by, Michael? We're going to pretend like... You appear to be. We're going to pretend like we haven't been talking to you just between us for the last couple of minutes. This is all just between us. It doesn't leave this room, all right? Should we be quiet now? Michael? Moments away from the beginning of the uh, hearing that, what did we hear yesterday, 60% of America is going to tune into? We actually did a poll on the Armstrong and Getty Twitter feed. Oh, it's the beginning? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, well then I'm going to keep talking. Quit pointing at me, Michael. Um, We actually did a poll on the Twitter feed as to whether or not you wanted this just to roll live or you wanted our commentary. What were the results? Or uh, or what was the third? Just a regular show and ignore it. Uh, <laughs> 96% of people either wanted a regular show or this rolling with our commentary. 4% said just let it roll and don't say anything. So 4%. that's a plan. 
Um, that must be the questioner. No, that's Christine Blasey Ford. That's the first that time correct. I've seen her other than that one picture that they've been using on every outlet forever. And Chuck Grassley's conferring with Diane Feinstein, trying to remember what they're talking about today. I don't know. Ms. Ford has got to be incredibly nervous. I can't imagine. Well, that. she says in her, well, she's about to say it. It's pretty well known. She's terrified. How would you not be? Oh, yeah. I have a great deal of sympathy for her. I mean, unless, even if you were, even if you were just there to give the uh, quarterly report on soybean production, Right. Uh, sitting there in front of all those senators with all those cameras in your face, your palms would be pretty sweaty and your mouth pretty dry. I'd say. You're about to recount what to you is an alleged rape, uh, attempted rape. Well, Here we go. Grassley's talking and his mic isn't on. This morning. Now it is. We continue our hearing on the nomination of Judge Brent Kavanaugh to serve as associate justice on our Supreme Court. We will hear from two witnesses. Dr. Christine Blasey, Ford, and Judge Kavanaugh. Thanks, of course, to Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh for accepting our committee's invitation to testify and also thank them for their volunteering to testify before we even invited. Both Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh have been through a terrible couple weeks. They and their families have received vile threats. What they have endured ought to be considered by all of us as unacceptable and a poor reflection on the state of civility in our democracy. So I want to apologize to you both for the way you've been treated. And I intend, hopefully for today's hearing, to be safe comfortable and dignified for both of our witnesses. I hope my colleagues will join me in this effort of a show of civility. With that said, I lament that this hearing, how this hearing has come about. On July the 9th, 2018, the president announced Judge Kavanaugh's nomination to serve on the Supreme Court. Judge Kavanaugh has served on the most important federal appellate court for 12 years. Before that, he held some of the most sensitive positions in the federal government. The president added Judge Kavanaugh to his short list of Supreme Court more than nine months ago in November 2017. As part of Judge Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court, The FBI conducted its sixth full field background investigation of Judge Kavanaugh (coughs) since 1993, 25 years ago. Nowhere in any of these six FBI reports, which committee investigators have reviewed on a bipartisan basis, was there a whiff of any issue, any issue at all related in any way to inappropriate sexual behavior. Dr. Ford first raised her allegations in a secret letter uh, to the uh, ranking member nearly two months ago in July. This letter was secret from July 30th, September 13th to, uh, no, July 30th until September 13th when I first heard about it. The ranking member took no action. 
The letter wasn't shared with me, our colleagues, or my staff. These allegations could have been investigated in a way that maintained the confidentiality that Dr. Ford uh, requested. Before his hearing, Judge Kavanaugh met privately with 65 senators, including the ranking member. But the ranking member didn't ask Judge Kavanaugh about the allegations when she met with him privately in August. The Senate Judiciary Committee held its four-day public hearing from September 4th to September 7th. Judge Kavanaugh testified for more than 32 hours in public. We held a closed session for members to ask sensitive questions on, that, on the last evening, which the ranking member did not attend. I would like just like to mention that on all the TV uh, feeds that we're watching, they have a split screen of Grassley and Ms. Ford, which I don't think is really fair to her as an uh, as an accuser and, and possible victim to have the camera on her face the whole time to try to get some sort of expression from her. But that's what the, they're showing in all the TV feeds. Judge Kavanaugh answered nearly 1,300 written questions submitted by senators after the hearing, more than all prior Supreme Court nominees. Throughout this period, we did not know about the ranking members' secret evidence. Then, only at an 11th hour, on the eve of Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation vote, did the ranking member refer the allegations to the FBI. And then, sadly, the allegations were leaked to the press. And that's where Dr. Uh, Ford was mistreated. This is a shameful way to treat our witness who insisted on confidentiality and uh, and uh, of course uh, Judge Kavanaugh who has had to address these allegations in the midst of a media circus. When I received Dr. Ford's letter on September the 13th my staff and I recognized the seriousness of these allegations and immediately began our committee's investigation consistent with the way the committee has handled such allegations in the past. Every step of the way, the Democratic side refused to participate in what should have been a bipartisan investigation. And as far as I know, on all of our judgeships throughout at least the last four years or three years, that's been the way it's been handled. After Dr. Ford's identity became public, my staff contacted all the individuals she uh, said attended the 1982 party described in the Washington Post article. Judge Kavanaugh immediately submitted to an interview under penalty of felony for any knowingly false statements. He denied the allegations categorically. Democratic staff was invited to participate and could have asked any questions they wanted to, but they declined. Which leads me then to wonder if they're really concerned with going to the truth. Why wouldn't you want to talk to the accused? The process and procedure is what the committee always does when we receive allegations of wrongdoing. My staff reached out to other individuals allegedly at the party. Mark Judge, Patrick Smith, Leland uh, Kaiser. All three submitted statements to the Senate under, under penalty of felony, denying any knowledge of the events described by Dr. Ford. Dr. Ford's lifelong friend, Dr. Ms. Kaiser, um, stated she doesn't know Judge Kavanaugh and doesn't recall ever attending a party with him.
My staff made repeated requests to interview Dr. Ford during the past 11 days, even volunteering to fly to California to take her testimony. But her attorneys refused to prevent, present her allegations to Congress. I, never, I nevertheless honored her request for a public hearing, so Dr. Ford today has the opportunity to prevent her allegations under oath. As you can see, the Judiciary Committee was able to conduct thorough investigations into allegations, or thorough investigations into allegations. Some of my colleagues, consistent with their stated desires to obstruct Kavanaugh's nomination by any means precisely, uh, by any means necessary, pushed for FBI investigations into the allegations. But I have no authority to force the executive branch agency to conduct an investigation into a matter it considers to be closed. Moreover, once the allegations become, became public, it was easy to identify all the alleged witnesses and conduct our own investigations. Contrary to what the public has been led to believe, the FBI doesn't perform any credibility assessments or verify the truth of any events in these background investigations. I'll quote then Chairman Joe Biden during Justice Thomas's confirmation hearing. This is what Senator Biden said, quote, the next person who refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. The FBI explicitly does not, in this or any other case, reach a conclusion, period. They say he, he said, she said, they said, period. So when people wave an FBI report before you, understand they do not. They do not. They do not reach conclusions. They do not make recommendations. Uh, end of Senator Biden's quote. The FBI provided us with the allegations. Now it's up to the Senate to assess their credibility, which brings us to this very time. I look forward to a fair and respectful hearing. That's what we promised Dr. Ford. Some of my colleagues have complained about the fact that an expert on this side is investigating sex crimes will be questioning the witness. I see no basis for complaint other than just plain politics. The testimony we will hear today concerns allegations of sexual assault, very serious allegations. This is an incredibly complex and sensitive subject to discuss, and it's not an easy one to discuss. That is why the senators on this side of the dais believe an expert who has deep experience and training in interviewing victims of sexual assault and investigating sexual assault allegations should be asking questions. This will be a stark contrast to the grandstanding and chaos that we saw from the other side during the previous four days in this hearing process. I can think of no one better equipped to question the witnesses than Rachel Mitchell. Ms. Mitchell is a career prosecutor civil servant with decades of experience investigating and prosecuting sex crimes. She has dedicated her career to Grassley seeking justice. went after Feinstein as explicitly as he did. 
she's about to respond in, in moments. For the shabby way that the name came out? Yeah, I don't know that we need to hear the resume of the uh, the gal from Arizona who's going to do the questioning, but... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He went there. And also, I like him quoting Joe Biden, which we played yesterday. But right. so he's quoting the Joe Biden that most Democrats are currently blasting mm-hmm. for having mishandled the right. The uh, the Clarence Thomas boy here. Grassley sounds every day of his 80 some yep. years, doesn't he? Yeah, yep, yep, he does. Well, how do you feel about because I mentioned this earlier, having the split screen with Ford on one hand, you know, it's uh, practically a court of law and she's the accuser or whatever. But it seems like it's a it's an attempt to get a reaction you can show. Right. She's just sitting there listening placidly. I don't think there's any point. And they and they want to ha- have the opportunity to show a facial response sure. to yeah. something, which I just think is like. Oh, they're zooming in now. Zooming in tight on her. That's an attempt at reality TV yeah. for ratings to me. Okay, here we go. Trying to investigate other allegations. At this time, we have not had cooperation from attorneys representing other clients. And they have made no attempt to substantiate their claims. My staff has tried to secure testimony and evidence from attorneys for both Deborah Ramirez and Julie Swetnick. My staff made eight requests, yes, eight requests, for evidence from attorneys for Ms. Ramirez. And six requests for, for evidence for attorneys for Ms. Swetnick. Neither attorney has made their clients available for interview. Wow. The committee can't do an investigation if attorneys are stonewalling. I hope you all understand that we have attempted to seek additional information as we do a lot of times when there are holes in what we call the BI reports. Additionally, all the witnesses should know, uh, by when I say all the witnesses, I mean Dr. Ford and I mean uh, Judge Kavanaugh, all the witnesses should know that they have the right under Senate Rule 26.5 to ask that the committee go into closed session if a question requires an answer that is a clear invasion of their right to privacy. If either Dr. Ford or Judge Kavanaugh feel that Senate Rule 26.5 ought to be involved, they should simply say so. Uh, Senator Feinstein. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Chairman. I'll make just a brief comment on your references to me. Uh, Yes, I did receive a letter uh, from Dr. Ford. Uh, It was conveyed to me by a member of Congress, uh, Anna Eshoo. Um, the next day, I called Dr. Ford. We spoke on the phone. She reiterated that she wanted this held confidential, and I held it confidential up to a point where the witness was willing to come forward. And I think as I make my remarks, perhaps you'll see why. Because how women are treated in the United States with this kind of concern is really wanting a lot of reform, and I'll get to that for a minute. But in the meantime, good morning, Dr. That's Ford. That's a good preview Thank of you the strategy. The Republicans forward. are going to make it about this accusation. The Democrats are going to make it about all women. They're going with, they're going with the O.J. thing. Right. Make it all about, make it about the way police have treated black people in L.A. over the years. Mm-hmm. And put the, the the justice of history on this one person. Right. That's what they're going to try to do, and it worked in the O.J. case, so... 
Uh, so do we have to take a break? Is that what we yeah, want to do? Yeah, why don't we grab a quick break? Uh, DiFi is right now going through Dr. Blasey Ford's educational history and her degrees, so we may skip that. But we'll come back with the uh, the highlights in moments. And our text line always open at 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 